It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company that provides life-changing nutrition information. And I'm excited to talk about our topic today. It's preventing joint breakdown. And you may know joint breakdown as the term arthritis, which actually affects half of our population. My name is Kara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist and educator. And I'm here today with Kate Crosby, who is a nutritionist. And Kate's at the Lakeville and North Oaks offices, I believe. Is that absolutely right? right? Yes. And Kate, how many of your clients or class members fill out their initial paperwork or their health health surveys and give you some indication that they're experiencing aches and pains in their joints? Well, good morning, Carl. Good morning. Yes. It's great to uh, be great. here with you. Yes. Great question. You know, based on that statistic, one in two people have a form of arthritis. It really makes sense that Half the people I see or teach have joint pain and stiffness, and I think the number is even higher than that. And that kind of stiffness really can range everything from stiffness when you get out of bed in the morning to that chronic back pain that some clients have. It's so debilitating when people have that back pain, pain all the is time. awful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I've noticed with my clients and class members is that if they consider themselves as, you know, in the category of getting older, they often will make a statement like, well, this is just part of aging. Oh, yes. Or, well, I'm getting older and that happens to everyone. And we are actually here today to debunk that myth and Good. tell you that joint breakdown does not have to be a normal part of aging, even when it runs in the family and there's a genetic predisposition. So that might be really new information Absolutely. for people. Absolutely. I hope people really take that to heart. Our show today is going to give you steps that you can take, can help you with your joints, no matter what stage of pain or inflammation you're in. Ideally, young people, even teens, toddlers, are going to start to prevent that joint inflammation and pain by eating a diet that's anti-inflammatory. But even if you're a senior with diagnosed arthritis, you can still benefit from our suggestions today. They're going to help you prevent further breakdown of your joints and even reverse that damage. We've mm -hmm. got some great ideas here. And we're not often told that, are we, that this damage can, can be, be reversed. reversed. So let's just talk about what this what arthritis is. The term arthritis um, literally means a joint disorder that involves inflammation of one or more joints. And so that itis at the end, you know, if you ever hear a term that, with itis, that's, that's the inflammation. Inflammation. And there are several types of arthritis. The most common is osteoarthritis. And that's also known as degenerative joint disease. That's um, that wear and tear kind. Exactly, that breakdown. That's, mm -hmm. So that's what we are going to talk mostly about today. But um, there is another form called rheumatoid arthritis, and that's actually an autoimmune condition. And you've probably heard of gout, which is a really mm -hmm. painful type of arthritis. And so the major complaint of anyone with all of these different types mm -hmm. of arthritis is joint pain. And that pain is coming from inflammation. 
So our nutrition tips today to reduce inflammation and heal your joints are going to be most specific to the osteoarthritis or like you said, that kind of wear and tear. Kind. Yep. Although anybody with any form of arthritis would benefit from an anti-inflammatory way of eating that we'll be talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, this kind of inflammation happens when the cartilage breaks down. Cartilage is that little cushion between bones, but when it breaks down and wears away, those bones start to rub together. There's no cushion there. And as you can imagine, this creates that inflamed and painful joint. And people usually notice the beginning of symptoms. They might just have minor pain during activities like when they're exercising, maybe climbing stairs or lifting. They just notice kind of a minor irritation. But as it progresses, the pain gets worse and it doesn't go away with rest. Mm. And eventually this turns into chronic pain even when there's no activity being done. So just at rest, there's that, like that chronic back pain back we were pain. talking about. Yeah. So this type of arthritis is usually found in those large joints like the back, or I hear it from my friends a lot in their hips and knees, and sometimes smaller joints like hands or feet. And it does affect women more than men. Um, it's most common over the age of 50, but more and more people are being affected at younger ages. I mean, mm -hmm. we even see this with um, the clients coming in, they're in their 30s and 40s, and they're starting to experience some arthritis. of these symptoms. Yes. And actually, last week, I was talking to a friend who's an avid runner. She runs mm -hmm. about 10 miles a day. And she's been having a lot of pain and hasn't been able to run as much lately due to the pain. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she also eats a very low-fat diet. Uh-oh. And has forever, mm -hmm. as long mm -hmm. as I can remember. So, of course, the first thing that came to my mind was that she is lacking in healthy fats that act as a joint lubricant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so common with runners, and we see this every day. Um, some people are still under that misguided notion that low fat is healthy. And there are many, many reasons to eat healthy fat. And for your joint health, I hope you can just visualize how olive oil and coconut oil, butter, avocados, nuts, all of these are going to work to lubricate your joints and Kind of just like with cars, cars need oil. <laughs> Our bodies need oil to run properly. They do. And when your car runs on the wrong kind of oil, I mean, things start to break down. The th same thing happens to our bodies. And this SAD diet, that's what I like to call it. Yes. This acronym for the standard American diet. The reason I think it is SAD is because it's full of bad fats. We'll talk more about what that means. And these fats create more inflammation and joint issues. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think most people know the buzzword trans fats mm -hmm. and probably know that those are bad. Mm -hmm. um, trans fats are found in a lot of, well, a lot of foods, things like coffee creamers, muffins, cookies, cakes, chips, fast food, and even some of those like frozen and boxed items. Yep, you bet. We'll have and trans fats. You know, they're also found in fries, even at good restaurants. <laughs> so. People pretty much know to stay away from those trans fats, those hydrogenated oils. But, you know, it's not emphasized enough to stay away from other refined oils. So when we say refined oils, these are the ones that are found often in the same foods that contain those trans fats. They are known as things like corn oil and soybean oil or cottonseed oil, one of the worst. 
um, canola oil, other vegetable oils are all refined. And these unhealthy oils are the ones that cause more inflammation in our Mm -hmm. bodies and in our joints. So important to know this, that it's not just trans fats. Exactly. It's great to stay away from trans fats, but these refined oils that Kate just talked about, they, um, I guess the category of them is they're called omega-6 oils. Yep. And we just get a lot more of the omega-6 oils than we need. We, what we actually need are the omega-3 oils. Mm. And mm-hmm. our ancestors had a ratio of about 2 to 1 omega-6 to omega-3. Mm-hmm. Our current diet today is giving us a ratio that's more like 10 to 1 ratio of the omega-6 to 3. So mm. we're getting 10 times too much of the refined ones Yes. To every one part of the good omega-3s. So that's a lot of inflammation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little harder to get those omega-3s into our diet. Um, so you got to try harder. So where, where are you going to find some of these omega-3s? Well, things like fatty fish, like the wild-caught salmon, herring, sardines. I know a lot of people love their cans of sardines. Mm-hmm, they do. Full of omega-3s. My favorite is they're also found in grass-fed meat. I love the grass-fed meat that we have here in the Midwest. Um, Even eggs from chickens that run around and aren't caged up and those that are are not fed the the corn and soy, those are going to have great Mm omega-3s too. And if anyone is doing research on arthritis and fish oil or omega-3, you're going to find hundreds upon hundreds of studies Mm -hmm. on how omega-3... Fish oil is reduced or used to reduce inflammation. And because not everyone is eating salmon and like the, I know you eat grass fed meat. I do as well, uh, but I don't eat it every day. No. And we do recommend taking an omega-3 fish oil supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very hard to get enough from our foods. And especially if you have arthritis or symptoms of early joint breakdown, you're going to need at least 3000 milligrams per day. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've got, you know, a more progressed arthritis, lots of pain, uh, we would recommend 6,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oil a day Mm -hmm. to to help reduce that inflammation. And that might sound like a lot. I mean, that's usually about six soft gels. Yes. But it can make a really big difference. difference. So let's talk more about what typically happens when someone has been eating low fat or no fat in their diet. Um, When the fat is taken out of foods to make them taste good... What do you think food companies are adding? Something tasty. Something tastes like good. There's no fat sugar. in it. Sugar. Sugar, maybe. Well, we know eating low fat is bad for arthritis, um, but also eating foods with sugar creates a lot of inflammation in the body. Oh, I know. I, I mean, so many times I have my friends tell me how, oh, they had a bowl of ice cream before they went to bed, and the next day they woke up and their pain and their knee or their joints in their hands were so achy. But, you know, it can also start if you start your day with toast and juice. That's going to lead to pain that can last all day. Um, Research tells us that sugar creates inflammation. And it's this inflammation that starts to break down that cartilage we talked Mm -hmm. about. Kate, it's going to be time here for our break, so I think I'll just go ahead and take it before we go too much farther. Um, First, I do want to mention a a really interesting study that I came across, Um, and I'll have you talk about it when we come back from break, but the gist of it is that 
good certain good bacteria actually have an impact on weight and whether someone's going to be a normal weight or overweight. And so we always tell our clients this when they come in for weight loss, we want them to be on a good bacteria mm-hmm. probiotic supplement. So mm-hmm. we'll talk more about this when we come back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have a question for us today about joint health, please call the studio at 651-641-1071. Allow me to blow your mind. Ready? Fat doesn't make you fat. You okay? Still listening? All right, I got another one. Sugar substitutes actually cause you to gain weight. Whoa, is it opposite day? Nope, just dropping a little science on you. The kind you'll learn at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The kind that will teach you how to eat real food that gets you to your real weight and makes you feel real good. For good. Because the point system doesn't add up. The starvation diet is mean. And you can count on calorie counting to let you down every single time. Learn to eat the way people did when obesity was an exception, not an epidemic. And learn how much delicious, real, vital food you can eat. That's the part that will really blow your mind and eventually your butt right off your backside. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor. I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and our topic today is preventing joint breakdown. Before we uh, went on break, Cara mentioned a study that found good bacteria was associated with healthy weight. And um, this study, published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2008, found that overweight and normal weight seven-year-olds were part of this study, and and lots of data and labs were collected even since they were infants. What it found is the infants who had higher levels of bifidobacteria as babies, whether from breastfeeding or supplementation, they were less likely to become overweight. So this is pretty powerful information for all ages. It's a good bacteria, that bifidobacteria. It could make a difference in your weight. I thought it was a really interesting study, and it also, I won't get too much more into the details, but um, the seven-year-olds that were overweight in the mm-hmm. overweight category, um, they actually, you know, they had less bifidobacteria, and they had a higher level of staph bacteria. Oh, interesting. Which is a bad bacteria. Yes, yes. So. Huh. Wow. Very interesting. We um we have a caller, Kate. So. Okay. Good morning, Pamela. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It sounds like you have a question for us today. I do. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been taking Vitalese to reduce some inflammation because I've had some rib pain due to an injury. Can you comment how that works, the importance of enzymes in the body, the proper level to reduce inflammation? Did you say- Hi, Pamela. How are you? Vital Ease? <laughs> Vitalzyme, I think Vitalzyme. is what she's saying. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kate knew. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you were talking about. Yeah, Often we recommend that we recommend Vitalzyme. Um, it's a it's a proteolytic <clears throat> enzyme that actually acts like little Pac-Man that eat up this inflammation, and um, it eats up the debris. Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so think of them as garbage mm-hmm. eaters, picking up garbage, picking up garbage. You usually take that Vitalzyme. You start with one on an empty stomach in the morning and. 
kind of build up to maybe seven or eight per day, but all at once. And has it been working for you? Yes, I really think it has. I've Great. noticed that, yeah, Great. an improvement, overall improvement. Hey, wonderful. Yay. Yeah. So you're just kind of wondering, like, how does it work? What's it doing yeah, in my body? Yeah, the importance of enzymes, because I'm thinking, oh. I know Kate recommended four, and, and I hadn't been taking four, and then I came across this problem, and then I, you know, gradually worked up to seven. That's where I am now. Good. But the importance of enzymes, because the enzymes do the same thing. That's what you find in the product, right? The enzymes are the things that are eating it up. They're the, okay. They act like the little Pac-Man. Okay, mm-hmm. and apparently as your body gets older, you don't, or your body lessens on the enzymes, or... Yeah, we just we do naturally produce fewer, fewer. enzymes. I mean, digestive enzymes, but also some of these, like, protein-eating enzymes mm-hmm. as we age. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's... another way to kind of uh, tackle that inflammation. Obviously, you're tackling it through diet as well. Yeah, yeah, I've been really paying attention to stay away from anti-inflammatory you know, foods, I should say. Good. Good for Good. you. Great. Yeah. Well, Kate, I'm glad you were here because it sounds <laughs> Thanks like it's for the one call, of your clients. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thanks, Pamela. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Bye, you too. Okay, so before we went to break and talked to Pamela, um, you were mentioning sugar. Oh, yeah. And how that can lead to inflammation and break the breakdown of cartilage. Yeah, it's that inflammation that's that's breaking down that cartilage. And that breaking down of cartilage, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not no. like you eat sugar and then overnight your cartilage breaks down. But that happens after years of poor eating, high sugar, refined oils. Yes. But the reason that people notice that instant pain that we talked about, like from the toast and juice or cereal mm-hmm. or eating... Eating any high carbohydrate or high sugar meal, it's because the inflammation is what happens immediately. So eating those foods, you know, spikes the blood sugar, creates excess insulin and and inflammation. Absolutely. That's what they're feeling. So there's kind of a two-part solution to keeping too much insulin from being produced. First, you obviously get rid of the forms of sugar, the things like soda and cookies and candy, cake, treats. And remember also that high-carbohydrate foods turn into a lot of sugar. So those foods like chips and crackers, cereal, it's just, a, it's just a cup of sugar or so. Breads and pastas, muffins, those are all high-sugar foods. They're going to create inflammation. Uh-oh. So, okay, it's Saturday. Uh-oh. Tomorrow's Easter. And some of you might be listening to the replay tomorrow night and be listening on Easter. But... So all those Easter baskets, are you saying that those treats that people are going to get into, or they probably already have, yeah. <laughs> are causing more inflammation? Usually pretty full of inflammation pretty there. Pretty full of the baskets. I hate to say that, but yeah. we want people to know that this is what happens. This is what happens. Yeah. And it really seems like a tall order to get rid of all these types of treats. But if you are someone who is serious about wanting to get rid of your pain and also prevent further joint breakdown then you can't continue to eat that way. Um, Even taking ibuprofen or Tylenol or aspirin after eating an Easter basket isn't the answer. Those pain relievers come with uh, a short-term relief, but many, many side effects like gastrointestinal problems or even ulcers, sometimes stomach bleeding. Stomach bleeding. I know lots of negative side effects. Yeah. We have a couple calls, so I'm going to... Kind of look over at Marley. Sure. Should I take call two? Yes. We have Pat on line two, and she has a question about how much of a certain supplement she should be taking. Okay, great. Thank you. 
Hi, good morning, Pat. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, how are you guys this morning? Great, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I have a question in that you said that fish oil, we should be taking um, 3,000 milligrams per day. Yep, that's correct. That's for, I would say, like mild to moderate inflammation or pain. Okay, and then if it was worse, what was the amount? Well, we actually like to go up to 6,000. Okay. Now, uh, now, when I take the fish oil, I've got one from my chiropractor, so they have the omega-3s. And then under that, they list the EPA and DHA milligrams. Okay. Um, when you're saying that EPA, that is the better one, is Ooh, that correct? Pat, you're so smart. <laughs> okay, you have a so good how question. Many milligrams of that do you really want? Because okay. You can say, you know, 3,000 or whatever of the oil, but then yeah. you really want the EPA, correct? Well, yes, you want the EPA, DHA, which all fish oil has both of those. Those are, that's what the property, or that's what's giving the anti-inflammatory properties. Um, but just kind of for the sake of simplicity, we just say, you know, 3,000 or 6,000. We're kind of referring to the total fish oil. Right. So if you have your bottle in front of you, you know, you're going to see less EPA DHA that's in the total. Yes, ma'am. Um, but I would, could you just tell me what your total is per soft gel? Um, I'm looking at a, a liquid bottle and... Uh, oh, per liquid, okay. Okay, so it's... Um, what brand is this? This is Innate Choice. Mm. Okay. It's from a chiropractor, yep. so it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, omega three fatty acids as TG is fifteen. I mean seventeen thousand milligrams, and that's in one teaspoon. Maybe seventeen hundred. Seven. Yes, yeah, seventeen hundred. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then the EPA is eight twenty five milligrams, and the DHA five fifty milligrams, and then other is three twenty five milligrams. Okay, so that seventeen hundred. Yes. I mean, do you do you have a lot of pain? Uh, currently, yes. Currently, yes. Okay. What I would do is I would take three teaspoons. Okay. Like three to four, because then you're going to get close to that 6,000 of the total. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're still going by. Just look at the that total. number and the EPAs. Okay. Yeah. Everything's going to. Yep. The EPA and DHA is part of the breakdown, but when we give our recommendation, it's kind of a blanket recommendation for the total fish oils okay so yeah have you have you modified your diet in any way or is there are there any um clues Um, there that that are causing you inflammation i probably need to look at the chocolate more although i try and do the dark chocolate Mm -hmm. but it does have sugar i do take Mm -hmm. um bromelain And which, enzymes. With the fish oil, which supposedly together, I believe, reduces inflammation. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes, it can. Just the same way our past caller um, talked mm-hmm. about Vitalzyme. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bromelain okay. is another enzyme. All right. Um, so three to 6,000 milligrams just of the Of that total. Then. Yep. Okay. And keep listening for more tips on the nutrition piece. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Um, mm. It's actually time. How did that happen? It's time for our second break here. Woo. I would like to just quickly announce some classes that are, this is very timely in regards to our show today. Um, it's Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation, and it's being offered at several locations. Tuesday, April 2nd, from 1 to 3 p.m. in Robbinsdale with Kristen. Um, and then the following Wednesday, the 10th, from 6.30 to 8.30 with Lynn. And Thursday, the 11th, from 7 to 9 with Amy Renee. So two hours, it'll be two hours, and you can learn a lot more about nu- how nutrition will improve your quality of life if you are suffering from pain and inflammation. So please give us a call today, 651-641-1071. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kate Crosby, and I'm here with Cara Carper. I'm going to talk about vitamin D. We know that low levels of vitamin D are often related to pain. So do you know your vitamin D level? It's important to get a blood test, just simple blood test, to find out what your vitamin D level is. For optimal health and in to ensure that it's not one other factor that's causing you this pain and inflammation. You want your vitamin D levels somewhere around 50, 60, or a little higher. And often it's safe to supplement with 2,000 or 4,000 IUs of vitamin D in the meantime, but it really helps to know your exact levels. Just a simple blood test. Very simple. Any doctor can do Mm -hmm. that. And more and more doctors are routinely doing it, which is great. Right, and at least if you ask for it, they're familiar with it, you know, if they're not routinely doing it. So a couple calls here, um, and I want to apologize. I called our producer the wrong name earlier. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Um, But we're going to go ahead and take line one. I believe it's Sue Ann. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, is this Sue Ann? How'd they get her ahead of me? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi, are you there? Hello. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. Maybe she'll call back. Okay. Did we lose her? Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to go ahead to April. Should I just go to line three? Sorry, we are having some technical problems today, if anyone's wondering. Hi, good morning, Mary. You're welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes, hi. Um, I have a question uh, on uh, almonds. Um, when you're taking, when you're eating them throughout the day, is it you can snack on them? Is it like sixteen all total each time, or is it sixteen throughout the day? Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of an approximate number that we tell people when, you know, in our nutrition for weight loss class, Mm -hmm. 16 almonds gives you 10 grams of fat. So that would be per serving. So like per meal or per snack. Mm -hmm. Snack. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the next, um, I was going to comment about ibuprofen. That's a bad thing. (laughs) Um, I listened to Dr. Oz one time and he was sharing about how you can uh, lose your hearing, and outside of it causes bleeding in your stomach, too. Mm-hmm. I yes. know. I think yes. Kate even mentioned that before break. That's one of the side effects. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ooh, and I used to take that. Mm-hmm. I quit it 
uh, long time ago, at least about two or three years ago, and I do not miss it. Mm -hmm. You know, those are medicines that were really meant to just be taken temporarily for, you know, a week or two, and it seems like people nowadays take them daily, and that's the problem. I even, uh, what's that other stuff that's bad for another one is for uh, when you take for diarrhea? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but people take a lot of it. It's a pill. Oh, Mm -hmm. I had uh, Mm -hmm. diarrhea, and I had to take that pill to stop it. And I'm going, I think you have a gluten and dairy problem. Good for you. Yeah, (laughs) Looking at the root cause. And you're right. All medications do have side effects, some worse than others. And that stomach bleeding is, is, can be pretty severe. So thank you for your call. And thanks so much for the comment as well. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. You You too. too. Bye-bye. Um, should we take another call? And yes, it was okay. actually Julie who's been patiently waiting on line one. Julie. Okay, yes. right. great. We'll get back to Julie. Hi there, Julie. Um, sorry about the confusion. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, hi. Hi, gals. I appreciate your show a lot. Um, the question that I have for you is about um, joint pain and, like, um, joint damage. I've got a very old uh, joint injury, like, from 20 years ago from an auto accident. Do you recommend the same... Um, basically the same um, protocol as you do for just like long-term erosion of joints. And then just a quick second question. You you seem like you're in line with a lot of the ideas of the Weston Price idea of thinking, and I just don't know if you've ever covered that in a weekly show. Yeah, I think for to answer, I guess, a couple parts to your question, for a long-term injury, we would definitely recommend all the same things that we're talking about as far as reducing sugar, um, getting rid of the bad fats, watching carbohydrate intake, um, probably quite a few omega-3s for you Mm -hmm. as well. Make sure you're eating good, healthy fats. mm -hmm. And I hope that we have time today to get into um, talking about some other helpful supplements that will actually build back up cartilage Things like glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, and hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mention those just in case we run out of time. But I think it would be good for you to look into all of those yes. if, if you have a pretty serious condition. So, Okay, very good. I'll hang up. And then if you address the Western okay. price, that would be great, too. You Bye. bet. Thank you. Weston A. Price, yes, we are. For I think most familiar. of us are yeah. familiar. Um, and I mean, that's... It's a lot of the getting back to what our ancestors ate. Real food. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. real cream and butter Mm -hmm. and healthy Mm -hmm. animal fats. You know, really knowing where your animal comes from Mm -hmm. as far as like a lot of the pastured meats and farm eggs. And yes, we are definitely proponents of all of that. So, So that's a... I don't think we really bring that up specifically on our radio shows, yeah. but when we do our research, we mm-hmm. often will refer to Weston A. Price Foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so, so great. We got, um, thank you for our, your patience with all the callers and some of the difficulties that we were having there today. But um, let's get back to our topic, Kate. How to reduce this pain and inflammation. We, we <laughs> talked a little bit about reducing sugar, carbohydrates. And, and there's kind of another part to reducing, uh, which would, in effect, reduce insulin. Mm-hmm. And there's there's kind of a second part to that. The first part was like, well, reducing sugar and carbs. Take, take them out. Yeah. Second part is keep your insulin. Um, don't, don't eat those carbohydrates, even if it's a fruit or those 
little munchy baby carrots. Don't eat them alone. Even these innocent fruits and vegetable snacks can spike insulin. So always have a healthy fat and a protein to prevent that insulin spike. So maybe a small apple with a hard-boiled egg and your raw nuts. Or maybe some baby carrots with a slice of deli meat spread with cream cheese. So that, that just eat them with protein, fat, and a carb all together. And when we teach our, you know, the pain and inflammation class that I talked about over break, those are all of the things that we discuss is, you know, getting rid of the refined oils, trans fats, um, high sugar and high carb foods. And then some people do need to take it a step further, though. And it's a great you'll learn more in that class that eliminating things like gluten and or dairy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can be very beneficial because those are inflammatory foods. I mean, th- those are very inflammatory. Sometimes clients need to be really, really strict to see the results, though, Cara. I don't know if you run across this, but many clients say, well, I've I've pretty much cut out the gluten in the dairy. Oh, maybe 90% or so. But, you know, I've still got the pain. And once they actually cut out all sources of gluten and, and dairy, then their pain disappears. I mean, you really have to be strict on this mm-hmm. one to feel the results. And it, I, we have a lot of clients that, you know, well, I didn't eat bread, you know, Except, that one time. Or, yeah. But, yeah, some people have to be very, very diligent. Yes. Um, and if you don't know what gluten is, it is a protein found in products like wheat, barley, oats, and rye. So foods like bread, pasta, bagels all have gluten. Mm-hmm. And I think most people know what foods have contain dairy, but I'll just go over them. Milk, yogurt, cheese, and ice cream. You know, the best way to determine if these foods are causing aches and pains is to give them up for three weeks. Many, many people feel so much better in three weeks after eliminating one or both of those food groups. It's really exciting when they come back in and you ask them, so how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, another an, another part of this um, that causes the joint breakdown and pain, probably not common knowledge, it's the health of our gut. So it makes sense that once you think about it, that the foods we eat are broken down and then they're absorbed in our intestinal tract. But if something goes wrong there, um, there can be an issue in other parts of your body, Mm -hmm. including your joints. Isn't that interesting that our gut could affect our joints? Yes. (laughs) And that's a... Long stretch for a lot of people, but it happens all the time. When we come back, because we do need to take our break, we'll talk more about that gut-to-joint connection. Um, You know, it's probably no surprise to everyone listening that being overweight can impact weight-bearing joints and increase the pain of arthritis. A study in 2005 showed that for each pound of body weight lost, there was a four-pound reduction in knee joint stress when there was osteoarthritis of the knee. And the researchers commented that um, that meant that even modest weight loss could significantly lighten the load on joints. So um, when we come back, Kate's going to first talk about our nutrition for weight loss program that could get you jump started for spring. And then we'll get back into our good bacteria. Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. 
Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. We're back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby. I'm here with Car Carper. If you've got questions today for us, give us a call at 651-641-1071. So maybe you need a jump start on your health and weight loss this spring. We've got a perfect program for you. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. It's a 12-week series. You'll eat real tasty foods. You'll probably end up with increased energy. You're going to sleep better, lose weight, take some of those extra pressures off your knee joints. So starting April 8th, we've got several series. That week of April 8th, um, Monday nights, 5 p.m. in St. Paul. And on Tuesday nights at 6.30 in Lakeville, I'll be teaching a series. And Wednesday evening at 6.30 in Wyzetta, a new series starts. Um, 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Woodbury on Thursday, a series will start. And Saturday mornings in North Oaks, you'll have a new 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss series. You can register for these classes, get more information by going to our website, weightandwellness.com, or by calling our office at 651 699 3438. So those are the classes. Excellent. Um, Kate, we have a couple calls that called in over break. I'm going right. to go ahead and April, I'm going to take line, line one, one is Mark. Okay. And he has a question about gelatin. Okay. Thanks. Hi, Mark. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good thanks, morning. Thanks for your call today. So, question on gelatin? I'm gonna, yeah, it has to do with uh, something I heard about not. Gelatin, it being bovine cartilage, you make jello out of it? Sure, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if it was true that being a homeopathic type remedy, that it wouldn't uh, help your, the cartilage in your joints. Rebuild some of that cartilage? Yes. I really don't know about that. I mean, I've looked into gelatin a little bit, and I know it's. It's interesting that is where Jello comes from. Yes. Um, but actually, I mean, other great ways to get that the same thing is like cooking your own bone broth, you know, because we kind of get away from a lot of the other parts of like, for example, the chicken. Yes. Or the other meat products. You know, we're getting Beef away from and the cartilage using, and mm-hmm. all of the healthy properties that come along with that. And. You know, I believe there are some good gelatin products on their own out there that will do the same thing. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't a, know a Nox, lot about it though. And I don't know Knox gelatin per se. Okay. So, all right. Good question though. But the bone broth that that Caro is mm-hmm. mentioning can be really full of that good mm-hmm. 
those good n nutrients or don't. So, so maybe maybe there's uh, there's more to it because uh, I know the chicken that we buy is all processed, already deboned. It's just the right. I know, and that's kind of what we've gotten into. But I think getting back to you know cooking the whole chicken, slow cooking it with the bones and the fat and the skin, and you're going to get so many more nutrients than just the skinless, boneless that we've all become accustomed to. Yes. So, so that old adage that grandma's chicken soup would cure. Oh, it. yes. Yep, you got Probably it. Probably many that's, reasons for that. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, yep. thank you. Yep. Thank you, you for thank you for your call. It looks like we have one more caller. Yes, um, Jeannie is on line two, and she has a question about yogurt. Okay, great. Hi, Jeannie. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Hi there. Um, my question is, you talked about dairy and, you know, eliminating dairy or cutting down, and I love yogurt, but so many yogurts have so much sugar in them. Is soy yogurt better than, than dairy yogurt? Well, it depends if dairy is an issue. Um, first of all, I probably wouldn't recommend soy as a replacement. There's a lot of, there can be downsides to soy as well. Um, so if, I mean, if dairy is an issue, I'm not sure if there's a great but substitute for yogurt. I don't think there is a great substitute. I don't think so. But you are correct that most most yogurt has a lot of sugar. Um, it's a little bit harder to find the good kind that doesn't. But if you search at most grocery stores, we'll have a full fat plain. Yes. Okay. And if dairy is not an issue, that would be a much better option. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed to know. Yep. Good. Great Thank question. You. Thank you. All right, Kate. Okay. Gut health. Gut What's health. the connection between gut health and joint health? Uh, well, let me just tell you about a client that I had um, last month. He came in because he was having a lot of pain especially in his shoulders. So we talked about reducing sugars. He was going to try some coconut oil and butter and, and go gluten-free. Hmm. And then he said to me, you know, my wife said something about how leaky gut could be causing my shoulder pain. Is that correct? <laughs> and I said, yes, actually, that is correct. So, Kate, can you talk about sure. leaky well, gut? Well, our gut has a lining that is supposed to be protective. And when we eat, the food's supposed to be broken down and absorbed but with a damaged gut lining, these undigested food particles can get through the lining of our gut, get into our bloodstream. The body then senses danger, like there's a foreign invader, and it sets up this immune response, which creates inflammation. And over time, the inflammation and pain can start happening in your joints. The whole system, your whole body get, becomes on sort of high alert. And this can cause chronic pain and inflammation that just can't be fixed mm -hmm. until the gut is healed. So what is causing people to have their gut lining breakdown? Well, it happens a lot. Lots of things can cause that gut lining to break down. Antibiotics, for sure, because it gets rid of all sorts of good bacteria as well as the bad. Other medications and hormones like birth control pills, hormone replacement therapy, of course, sugar and soda. Any mm -hmm. diet that's high in sugar is going to imbalance the gut bacteria, which will lead to that leaky gut, mm -hmm. excess caffeine, alcohol, not enough fiber. So if you've got a history of any of these things, chances are your gut could use some help. And a good a probiotic, like we talked about earlier on one of our breaks, bifidobacteria, that's a great place to start for healing the gut. 
And sometimes other nutrients are needed as well, like L-glutamine, which is wonderful for healing the lining of the gut. This is probably where someone needs to get the individualized plan, come in for an individualized consultation to address that leaky gut. But those two supplements, bifidobacteria and L-glutamine, have lots of benefits and can be just about taken by anyone. And so I know we only have a couple minutes here. I'm thinking we could try to summarize our section on um, the supplements that we Mm -hmm. recommend for rebuilding cartilage. But, you know, if you are one of the 20 million Americans who sees their doctor for arthritis, it's probably been recommended that you take an anti-inflammatory like over-the-counter, like ibuprofen, or Mm -hmm. maybe even Celebrex. Uh, Maybe surgery has been recommended. But you may have heard that glucosamine can rebuild cartilage, which is correct. Yep. Rebuilding that cartilage and the synovial fluid. But it needs, you know, you also need the correct building blocks, and glucosamine is one of those. And there's a lot of studies that that have been done on how it's helpful for osteoarthritis, um, particularly in the knee or the hip. Um, People usually do need to take it for about one to three months before the benefits are noticed. And you bet. I think the a good amount because the dosage is important and it needs to be at least 1500 milligrams. Yep. You'll probably often see that it's with chondroitin. Yep. Another really effective one, more effective than Celebrex for that moderate to severe arthritis. And then I just saw another study on using glucosamine with fish oil and having even better results than using one of those by them or using glucosamine by alone. Yeah. yeah. And another another supplement that's often added to glucosamine chondritin is MSM, um, which is just a natural form of sulfate. Um, and it reduces inflammation, but also repairs the joints, tissues. Um, so important. Exactly. And then um, you may have heard of hyaluronic acid. That's a key component of cartilage as well. So these are all just tools for rebuilding cartilage and reducing pain. So we hope today that we have given you enough tips to move forward with your nutrition. Eat anti-inflammatory. You may need some supplements. Um, But just remember that joint breakdown is not a natural part of aging, and there are solutions for it. Thanks, everyone, and have a great Easter and a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.